Welcome to Grow With Soul, a simple marketing podcast by me, Kate Ferris, a creative business and marketing coach living in the mountains in North Wales. Grow With Soul is for creatives who either have their own business or who dream of having their own business and who want to grow slowly, sustainably and soulfully in their work and in their life. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome to episode 95 of Grow With Soul and to the first episode of 2021. Today's episode is in two parts. The last episode that went up at the end of last year was a bonus episode where I recorded my end of year thoughts blog post. As a few people had mentioned that it was easier for them to listen than to read and actually in the recording of that episode I found it to be a really lovely and intimate way to share those kind of thoughts. So the first part of this episode is a recording of my goals, intentions and word of the year for 2021 blog post, which unsurprisingly shares what my goals are for this year and and where my focus is. And then I'll close out with a second part with a few thoughts on thinking about and approaching your own planning this year, both from a kind of balanced and fulfillment point of view and from a financial point of view. So let's dive in. This new year is different. This new year, there is not the clean break to start again that other years have. Of course, this is always the case. The ticking over of a digit at the end of the year is arbitrary and denotes nothing but our human need to control and measure time. Usually we manage to kid ourselves that the ticking over is meaningful, can birth us anew into a whole different world. But this year, with ongoing lockdowns and vaccine rollouts and continuing deaths around the world, it's harder to feel the change in the air. I hadn't meant for this post to start off quite so depressing. Amongst it all, always are reasons for optimism and hope. The very fact that there are vaccines rolling out, that people are continuing to keep their community safe, for instance. I suppose what I'm saying is, it feels pretty darn arbitrary to be setting goals right now. 2020 showed us how laughably easy it was for your precious goals and dreams to be swept away by a torrent of circumstance and doom scrolling and with so much still in limbo it feels a little pointless to set goals you have no idea whether you'll be able to work on or not. However there is a point. The point is it makes me feel better and it might make you feel better too. I like to set goals and make plans. Planning is essentially my hobby. I like to feel like I am carving out agency in my life and making decisions on where it goes. I like to have a destination to point myself towards. I like to dream and have ideas and see how I could make something work. So I'm still setting my word, deciding some goals, focusing on some intentions, although they are a little more open-ended this year. Aside from the dystopian backdrop of the pandemic, in my personal life I'm also carrying a lot of uncertainty. Right now I don't even know where I'm going to live after January. So I'm not making a whole lot of SMART goals this year because how can one decide what's specific and measurable and relevant right now? Instead, my goals are mostly practices and promises, joyful things, 
I want to have more of every day and things I want to do for myself. My word of the year for 2021 is light. I think I knew this was my word back at the end of November. I played around with a few others, but it always, always came back to light. Nothing really came close to that. Last year, my word, which was powerful, was a general feeling that I wanted to embody and kind of draw out and push out into the world. But with light, I have four specific focuses. One, seeing light. In a year where I know I'll have personal challenges and some dark times to navigate, I want to always, in the words of Morgan Harbour Nichols, look for where the light gets in. See the light in situations and face towards the sun. Two, being light. I am a person of the earth and have a tendency to ground myself so deeply where I am that I become immovable like a tree. I hold on to things for too long, physically and emotionally. So I want to remind myself to be light, to not shoulder too much or plant myself too heavily. I think about being a kite, still connected to earth, but free to roam whichever breeze I choose. Three, feeling light. There has been a heaviness in 2020 and there will be heaviness in 2021. That unease in your chest, like the agitation of knowing you've forgotten something important or the dread of a funeral in the morning. While I won't always be able to avoid the heaviness, I want to give myself opportunities to feel light, to shift the anvil with some sunshine. Four, emanating light. I did not show up in my business in the world in the way I would like to have in 2020. Not beating myself up about it, I had a lot going on. But in 2021, I will need community and my work more than ever. So I want this to be a reminder to show up with lightness and work that I'm proud of. So 2021 goals. Turnover 56k. In order to pay all my bills, have a little aside for unforeseen issues and be able to have lunch with a friend every couple of weeks, I need to make around 27k. That's where I break even as a human. My business expenses are generally around 6k a year and so I'd like to take home 50k to have a financial buffer. Maybe this sounds like a big goal. Maybe it sounds quite pedestrian in a world of six-figure incomes and launches and pushing for more. Previously, I have set myself big money goals, but I don't actually find them particularly inspiring. And in fact, they feel more like pressure than momentum. So what I'm doing this year is shooting for what I need to feel safe. Next goal is create a new book proposal and submit to agents by the autumn. I mentioned my first book proposal in my end of year thoughts and how what I created was probably a better course than a book. So this year I want to start over with the book and approach it differently. I want to take time to just explore, to jot down random paragraphs and play with ideas and let the book emerge rather than force it through a piping nozzle that's the wrong shape for it. But also I want it to happen. So I am putting a deadline on the play when I say on the play, on the play time, it's not a play, and I'm putting a deadline on turning it into something. Next, read 24 books. I know some people read 24 books in a month, but a numerical goal has to be achievable. 
In 2020, I finished 11 books and was about halfway through three at the time. Two years ago, I read one book. So two books a month feels like a doable stretch, but also that I could beat it, which is apparently important to my competitive streak. And the last goal, go on a solo trip. This might be a little ambitious given, you know, everything, but perhaps around my 30th birthday or maybe in the summer, I want to take a trip on my own. I've done this a lot in the past, enamoured with the romanticism and gone away for work for weekends and things like that, but I've never been very good at it. When it's just me, I don't make the effort to have nice dinners and visit nice places like I do with a companion. So I'd like to take a solo trip where I treat myself. 2021 intentions. Move my body every day. There was a point about six months ago where, overwhelmed and in crisis, I was living off garlic pizza bread and spending most of my time in bed. Since ending my relationship, I have walked more or less every single day. In the 10 minutes it takes for the bath to run, I started doing a short circuit of exercises remembered from my gym bunny days on the bathroom floor. I started stretching my back out in the mornings before crumpling it back in front of the laptop. It's been tiny, tiny increments, but I feel the strength in my body and a greater ease inside it. So continuing into 2021, I will move my body every day, even just for 10 minutes. Two, write every day. I've always hated the idea of doing something every day. I love variety and would always rather spend a couple of hours once a week bashing out thousands of words than doing a little every day. I probably will still approach blogging and podcasts in this way, but in December I took a Beth Kempton writing class where each day you listen to a poem and then free wrote for five minutes on anything the poem sparked. I noticed a few things doing this. One, I wrote some really good stuff during those sparks. Two, my sentences got better and my imagination more vibrant in my day to day. Three, after doing the five minute spark, I'd often end up in another Google doc, adding some extra paragraphs to a different project. Fourth, I loved the rhythm of ending my day with five minutes of writing, a series of punctuation marks in my week. So as part of my book project, but mostly for myself, I will write every day, even just for five minutes. Gift myself something every month. I have a tendency towards asceticism. Someone once told me I was a natural minimalist. I talk myself out of purchases with ease and I'm happy to go without things that aren't in the bottom two tiers of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. But this is also how you get to the point where you're eating nothing but garlic pizza bread and sleeping for 12 hours a day. So in 2021, I promised to treat myself. I've set myself a gifting budget that is just to be spent on me. It might be something big like that solo trip or a new tarot deck. It might be a bunch of flowers from the supermarket. But I want in big and small ways to make sure I'm making myself feel special. This is also going to include booking time off. When I set my email autoresponder in December, I noticed that I hadn't put my out of office on since last Christmas. So I will give myself some intentional time off too. And the last intention is more intuitive yeses. 
As I also touched on in my end of year post, last year I ended up unconsciously sticking to my comfort zone and saying no to almost everything. I thought I was protecting myself from burnout and affirming boundaries, but really I was closing myself off from the world. In 2021, I want to reconnect. When I see an online event I like the sound of, I'm just going to book it instead of give in to all the reasons why it'd be more comfortable to not bother. When I'm invited to speak or write somewhere, it won't be an automatic no, but instead I'm going to think, crazy right, about whether it's actually a yes. This isn't saying yes to everything, it's just not saying no to everything. Taking the time to check in with what I truly want to do. This is not a year of growth, but of discovery. That's the last thing I wrote to myself in my end of year tarot spread. When I say growth, I'm talking about business here. I don't need to worry over Instagram followers and newsletter subscribers this year. I don't need to shoot for all the figures or be the world's most visible woman. I feel tired just thinking about pushing for growth. I have some repairing to do, some recovering. But most of all, I have some discovering to do. Discovering who I am as a newly single, nearly 30 year old. Discovering what I actually like to do when I'm not placating a partner. Discovering how my purpose and its application in my work shifts in this new phase, which feels altogether more exciting. And I hope you'll join me. So that was where the blog post ended. But as I said at the beginning, I'd also like to take a little bit of time to talk about coming up with plans and goals. As I said right at the beginning of this episode, there is a strangeness to making goals this year. Most Januaries, the internet has this hyper-achievement-orientated atmosphere, a real you-can-do-it, dream-big, no-dream-bigger-than-that kind of dialogue that can feel like a lot. And I know it can drag you to a place where you're not sure why you're shooting for the goals you set, because I've done that too. This year there is less of that, but it also feels like a good time to get into a new January habit of setting goals more gently. For me, this is all about balance and practicing a towards and within approach where you have goals that are taking you towards fulfillment, but also intentions and being goals that mean you're existing within fulfillment and enjoying your life at the same time. And when I say being goals, I'll put a link to the blog post in the show notes, but it's a goal of how you want to be rather than something that you want to have. So this is just about not placing all your hopes for happiness in some future place, but enjoying life in the here and now too. The place to start in all of this is to have a vision for how you want to feel in your work. This isn't about, crucially, it's not about what you want it to look like because we can get thrown of course by external expectations and comparison and what we think we want when we do that. By focusing on how you want to feel on an average day in your working life six months from now you can capture what you really want. I've spoken about my emotive vision on the podcast before how it was me pottering in my garden and having nowhere to be and nothing to get back for. With the shifts of my life in the last few months, I realised that vision was no longer true. 
Not only was the garden literally not going to be mine anymore, but that wasn't how I wanted to feel in my work either. As I sat down to try to plan the specifics of how I was going to reach the goals I spoke about earlier and think about what I was actually going to do for this year, I had no ideas other than kind of burning it all down and never ever talking about marketing again as I text a long-suffering friend, which was really just frustration at being out of alignment with what I really wanted. I didn't need to rip it all up. I needed a new vision. I needed something to work towards that would excite me and help the ideas to flow. So in my new vision, I am taking a moment to stand at the back door and watch a rainstorm, breathing in the smell and listening to the sound of it on the roof. I am holding my tea and feeling unhurried, peaceful, with no great worries troubling me. I am working on a couple of projects that bring me great joy in different ways a few clients, the book, a workshop, and I'm excited to go back to work on them, but not to the detriment of a few quiet minutes with the rain. So the shorthand for that vision, the way that I want to feel every day in my work, is excited and unhurried. And having the the kind of greater scenario of the rainstorm just really helps to ground myself in it and really imagine how that feeling feels by evoking all the senses and stuff as well that makes it feel a lot more real but what that now means is that everything that I plan to do is working towards a day-to-day life where I feel excited and unhurried. There is no right way to get to your vision. For this one I closed my eyes for a few moments and just focused in on what the feeling was that I wanted. The image of the rainstorm itself was one that had resonated deeply with me when I wrote it in my last newsletter, so that was quite near the surface and served as a jumping off point for the rest. You're really just imagining yourself on a day six months from now. Be clear about what time of year that is to ground yourself in it and how you want to be on that day who's there, if anyone, what you're doing, if anything, what you're thinking about, if anything, how you feel in your chest and your gut. Once you have a scenario that feels inspiring, yet also grounded and achievable, so not you flying to Bora Bora on your private jet, it feels calming and then the ideas can start to come. You start to be able to see how everything slots into place to get to that feeling not just in six months time, but tomorrow too. Because that's the other thing with the vision. It is the basis for your towards and within actions. You can set goals and plan projects that take you towards that point in six months time, and they maintain momentum and forwardness in your business. This is where one or two smart goals, so goals that are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time bound can be used. So my book proposal goal is one of these. I've got a deadline on it. I know what needs to happen and I know what done looks like. That goal is going to be one of the big threads going through my year. But your vision also leaves you space for the being goals, which aren't measurable or need to happen by a certain deadline, where you can experience that vision within your everyday So my intention for more intuitive yeses isn't something that can really be done, but it does speak to my wanting to feel excited about my work and have projects that I'm passionate about. 
and I can start that tomorrow. Writing every day, reading more books, learning, these are all things that are the application of how I want to feel, but I don't have to wait until I can feel it. You may be thinking, well, this is all very lovely, but I do need to make some money this year. And I hear you. My annual financial goal is one of the SMART goals that I'm working towards. And it is something that you can approach more simply than I think we think we have to. What I often find in my own thinking about money is that I think it's worse than it really is. Lack of financial clarity breeds catastrophizing. When I get granular about what I need, as I kind of explained when I was talking about my money goal earlier, when I know exactly how much my bills are, what my weekly coffee dates cost, how much I want to spend on clothes in a year, what my business costs are, I realise that I don't have as much of a financial mountain to climb as my brain would like to tell me I do when I'm not granular about those numbers. Then when you look at the projects and the income streams available to you, you can see exactly what you need to do to hit or exceed that number. For example, perhaps booking six clients will book pay your rent for six months or three sales of your course every month will cover all your bills. So once you're clear on what you need and how your income streams can provide it, you know where to start focusing your sales activity and your marketing activity to achieve that goal. So I hope that gives you some food for thought at the beginning of this unusual year to try and create maybe a little bit of structure that you're craving or equally just forget everything that I said if it's not resonating and doesn't feel like something that you want to do. I know a lot of people talk about not making any new year goals till the spring because that just feels like a more energetic goal setting time and all power to you if you want to do that and you might want to come back to this episode then but otherwise any links that I've mentioned will be on my website at simpleandseason.com forward slash podcast and you can come and find me on instagram at simpleandseason as always if you think you have a friend who would really enjoy this episode please do send them the link and share where you're listening online too and until next time I hope you grow a soul.